Welcome everybody to the Observing Fullerton podcast. My name is Adrian. I'm usually the editor of the podcast and I am just filling in for Rouge just because it is her birthday. So if everybody can go and comment happy birthday on the comments, that'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, so let's just get into the headlines. First up, Fullerton Memorial Day program returns May. The meaning of Memorial Day was featured in a special salute Monday, May 30th at the 84th Annual Memorial Day Observance at Loma Vista Memorial Park. The program is sponsored by the nonprofit American Veterans Memorial Association, the City of Fullerton, and Loma Vista Memorial Park. The special guest speaker was Brigadier General David A. Smith, California State Guard and Air Force veteran Ed Paul, coordinator of the American Veterans Memorial Association, served as Master of Ceremonies. This is also the oldest continuous Memorial Day ceremony in Orange County. Fullerton's program began in 1939. Next up, the former Anaheim Mayor, Chamber of Commerce, and others face FBI corruption probe. Former Anaheim Mayor Harry Sidhu and others in his political inner circle are facing an FBI corruption probe, alleging they were involved in a scheme to commit fraud by sharing confidential information with representatives of the Angels related to Anaheim's sale of Angel Stadium with the expectation of receiving contributions to his re-election campaign, withholding of information from an Orange County grand jury related to the sale of the stadium and other allegations, Sid who resigned amid the allegations. Next up, Muckenthaler showcases Korean-American artists and more with Embrace Exhibition. The Muckenthaler Cultural Center in Fullerton has exhibited a steady pace of art exhibitions that showcase top artists talent locally and globally from may 5th to july 3rd they are showcasing embrace 2022 kawaa annual exhibition organized by the korean american women's artists alliance this exhibit is curated by cal state long beach faculty member sunuk park and features a multitude of contemporary artists some based in korea and others who live locally The curator's statement reads, This exhibition features 11 Korean artists and 15 invited artists. The exhibition suggests fostering harmonious coexistence of diverse cultures working and living in Los Angeles. Through the exhibition, KAWAA would like to express a renewed sense of community as a symbolic gesture to embrace differences and participate in building active, compassionate unity. Next up, the council approved standards for SB9 projects. City Council approves development standards for SB 9, Senate Bill 9 projects at their May 17 meeting. SB 9 became effective on July 1st. It is one of several housing bills adopted by the state legislature in the past few years to address California's housing shortage by increasing the housing stock. SB 9 allows property owners in single-family zoned neighborhoods to split their lot and build up to two primary dwelling units on each lot by right uh, without a public hearing if it meets the design standards created by the city. The major innovation of SB 9 is that it allows these projects to be approved by city staff as long as they meet the requirements instead of being at the discretion of the planning commission or city council. The reason for this is that planning commissions and city councils have historically restricted housing constructions in single-family neighborhoods which has contributed to California's current housing shortage 
shortage and affordability crisis. The development standards approved by Council under SB 9 must be objective rather than subjective and not subject to the opinions of an approving body. The standards Council approved include things like unit size up to 800 square feet, height 10 feet with 5 foot setbacks, up to 22 feet with larger setbacks, stories maximum of two, separation minimum of 10 feet, lot coverage 40%, open space 200 square feet per bedroom, and landscaping, which must install mature landscaping. And lastly, council votes against leasing Maple Neighborhood Center. City Council voted unanimously on May 17th to deny an agreement with nonprofit The Friendly Center to lease the Maple Neighborhood Center to offer community services. The proposed lease agreement was $1 per year and was expected to save the city $67,000 in general fund savings, as the Friendly Center would offer a variety of neighborhood services previously offered by the city. The Maple Center has remained closed since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic and staffing levels remain low. The idea to lease out city-owned centers to nonprofits was seen as a way to save money. Members of the public and council members said their primary concern was losing access to the facility for rentals. The friendly center said they would not be able to accommodate this. Up next, we have the Fullerton Observer editor, Jesse Latour, give a lecture about art history in Fullerton. So if you'd like to hear that, stick around. Anyway, yeah, so I'll just go ahead and get started. So um, yeah, so I, I you know, um, have an interest in local history. I've done you know a fair amount of research, but I do want to um, preface this by saying that this is like inherently incomplete. So if I leave off anything important in terms of like Fuller's art history, I couldn't cover everything. And I'm hoping that after the presentation, if there are like uh, people or venues or spaces or like kind of moments of kind of art in. Fullerton's history that like I didn't touch on or didn't talk about, I, I want to know about that because I think that we all have like kind of our own wealth of knowledge and experiences. Um, but I'm going to go semi-chronologically and one of the one of the kind of questions that I have here that is maybe uh, something to think about throughout the presentation is like how does our, uh, art kind of in its various forms, and I mostly just focus on visual art like kind of painting and stuff like that, I don't really focus on music or dance or theater, which have their own histories. Uh, but how, yeah, how does art uh, reflect our community over time? And I signal to Adrian, who's amazing in the slides, I tug my ear. Okay, <laughs> okay so um, somewhat arbitrarily, although there's, I'm sure there was art before this, but uh, kind of some of the earliest examples historically uh, of art in Fullerton are represented by some of the uh, murals, the public murals that were done uh, during the Great Depression and slightly thereafter by the WPA, the Works Progress Administration. So this is a federal, um, you know, uh, the WPA did lots of kind of public works programs to give people jobs and also kind of like hope during a very difficult economic times. And part of that included paying artists to do public art. And Fullerton was the, and remains the beneficiary of some of these murals. Um, so this mural, Probably the biggest one, this is the Pastoral California mural, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, on the side of Plumber Auditorium. This is uh, Orange Pickers, that's in the post office. Um, <laughs> here, Tom. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so Pastoral California is a 75 foot long uh, fresco mural on the side of the Fullerton Auditorium, formerly Plumber Auditorium. And it was painted in 1934. 
um, during the Great Depression, as I said, as a New Deal public art project. The artist was this guy, Charles Kassler, who interestingly only had one hand. You can see he lost his hand in some kind of accident or something. And it's one of um, the largest WPA frescoes like in America. So, yeah. um, and so, you know, when you get a moment, it's, you know, at some point if you haven't already like checked that out, you can go look at it. It's really enormous. And basically it depicts sort of a, like a Spanish slash Mexican California. So kind of the era of California prior to it becoming part of the United States. So a lot of the um, people are like Latinos doing, you know, everyday activities as in here, washing clothes, riding horses. Um, actually, go, go back one slide. Also, uh, I believe this is meant to be um, <coughs> Pio Pico. Pio Pico was like the last uh, governor of Mexican California, like uh, before the Mexican-American War, which resulted in um, it coming part of America. There's other figures, uh, not, in, not in here, but like Jose Antonio Yorba, he was like a landowner, um, um, and other kind of historical figures from that era. Next. <laughs> Yorba, like, yeah, Yorba Linda. Right. Uh, next slide. Okay, so here, and I'm not going to do this for a lot of the artwork, but um, I feel like with this particular mural, just because I've done some research on it, it's interesting the historical context of specifically the Pastoral California mural. So it was painted in uh, 1934, and this was a time in uh, Fullerton when. Um, there was basically segregation, right, between sort of like the dominant, like sort of white community and the, the Mexican uh, orange pickers and workers. A couple of books, this is probably the preeminent book on the topic of labor and community, and it's basically all about the, the sort of social system that was created uh, from the orange industry. And a lot of times people think about the orange industry in very like uh, nostalgic, you know, like the orange crate art, people collect that, it was this very kind of, um, you know, happy sort of time, but uh, it was also a time of, you know, like basically residential and educational segregation and exclusion for Mexican Americans. Um, this is another book that's about the phenomenon how basically in the 1930s, like when this mural was being painted, there was mass deportations going on across America. Uh, basically, sort of uh, people are like in a familiar vein, like they're taking our jobs, you know, kind of thing, and so there was a lot of a uh, uh, pressure and uh, deportations happening. So I think it's interesting that during this kind of social milieu when Mexican Americans are being segregated, being deported, uh, and like en masse, that uh, an artist comes into town and paints a mural that celebrates like Mexican heritage and culture. It's like, um, next slide. But we weren't too cool on Catholics either, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So this is, uh, you can't really see this very well. I got this from the local history room. This is an example of a, um, this was a Mexican work camp um, uh, called Campo Pomona. And it had, there was like a Mexican school, like a separate school. There was like worker housing. Um, and it was kind of, you know, the roots of kind of historic segregation. No, Balcom, right here. Right here, Balcom, yeah. Um, this is a, gosh, you can't see that very well, sorry. This is also a photo uh, from the Camp Oklahoma uh, work, work camp. Ooh, why is that all fuzzy? Where's that photo from? That one? Uh, local history room. Oh. Yeah, the local history room. That is very pixelated. Hopefully they're not all like that. Well, anyway, this is the Bassensary School. This is the school, like the Mexican school 
on the Bassentry Ranch where um, the kids and the workers uh, tend to go. And also, um, 1932, um, there's the story of uh, how basically the entire, almost the entire uh, Bassentry um, colonia, like the Mexican worker camp on the Bassentry Ranch, was almost entirely deported. Like nine train loads of people were deported. And actually, there's a, a guy that I met who's turning 95 just a couple of days ago named Manuel Monterino. He still lives here in Fullerton. He was born on the Bassentry Ranch. He was five years old uh, when he was deported along with his family and everybody. And actually, did an interview with him for the Fullerton Observer. So it's a happy ending story in that he actually ended up moving back to Fullerton and becoming one of the first. Latinos to own a house in his neighborhood. That was like formerly like an all-white neighborhood. So, wow. um, okay, so moving back to the mural. So uh, uh, there's a bit of kind of a mystery or there's a question about. So the mural was painted in 1934, Pasadena, California. 1939, five years after it was painted, it was painted over by order of the Board of Trustees. So for like 60 something years, where the mural was was just no, like it was nothing. It was just covered up with paint. And there's stories about, so why did they paint over the mural? I talked to, some people I've, I've spoken with said, they, there's kind of this story that, well, the board of trustees thought that the, there was like nudity or the women had like too big of boobs or something. Like there's some kind of like, obviously like that was like the story that was told. Uh, but I don't, I don't really buy that, especially given the, uh, the social context in which the mural was painted. And also this is from an LA Times article in 1997 when they restored the mural, it was a massive community effort. There was a guy who was going to board high school at the time, and he was, he was asked by the reporter, why did they paint over the mural? And he said, it was too Mexican, that's why, uh, speculated Charles Hart. The school board didn't want to leave the impression that this town was anything else but Anglos, too extreme for them, I guess. So, um, I believe, and I, I, it seems correct to assume, given the context, that that was the reason that it was a a mural that celebrated a minority culture that was being heavily discriminated against at that time. Next slide. Uh, the mural was uh, restored, as I said, in 1997. It was a big project paid for by the high school district, redevelopment agency, and private donations. So now if you go and look at the mural, there's this big tree of donors, all these people that contributed to restore the mural. It was, it was pretty cool, like, I don't know kind of the, this idea of sort of recovering a, a lost history or a lost story, and now I think it's probably the coolest, biggest mural we got in town, so uh, next slide. Okay, and then the other one uh, is just called Orange Pickers by Paul Julian. This is in the post office, uh, the post office on Commonwealth. And I don't know, there's much of a history on this one. It's been criticized a little bit for not being totally accurate in its depiction of who was actually picking the oranges, like white like people picking the oranges, which wasn't really so much the case. Um, and, uh, but it also you know, depicts various aspects of Florida industry at that time. Obviously oranges, um, there's oil, there's an airplane in the background, aviation. Um, and interesting thing about Paul Julian, the artist, is he went on to have a successful career at Warner Brothers as an animator. And um, I believe he was somehow the guy who did the voice of the Roadrunner, like the beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Paul Julian is that artist. And then there's another one which is less accessible. It's inside the police station. It's called The History of California by Helen Lundberg. This was painted in 1942, kind of at the tail end of the WPA program. 
Um, and it's, yeah, so it's in the police station, which was formerly City Hall, actually right across the street there is the police station. And they call it the mural room now, but it's, it's a huge, like kind of it fills the whole room. I don't know if you've ever been in there and seen it. Um, but it also kind of like uh, um, Pastoral California basically tells in you know, mural form kind of the history of California from the uh, Native American time to the Spanish time to the Mexican era to the American era, kind of like those four eras of California history. And sadly, like Pastoral California, it was also painted over um, by the police department when they took over the building in 1963. Um, so it also remained painted over for about uh, 30 years. However, next slide. Jesse, I'm sorry, is that back or is it painted over completely? No, it's back. This is so weird. I don't, know, I don't know why this pixelated thing. Maybe it's not connected on my. Uh... Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um... Oh, is it really? It's like a little preview. You, you have to go to the actual place to. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's to pique your interest. Like, what, what does it actually look like? Okay. Uh, anyway, so this mural was also, but it was restored. And yeah, this one in 1993, uh, you know, a great sort of community. Um, expense. So I guess you know the lesson. If there is a lesson, is uh, don't paint over your murals, because because uh, future generations will literally pay for it. Right? So. Jesse. Yeah. I know nothing about uncovering the mural. Do you, do you know anything about that process? Because that without destroying the underlying painting. Yeah. So well, I I know more about Pasadena, California. So the reason why it was able to be restored is because it was a fresco. So fresco is basically like they paint directly onto the wet plaster, so it becomes part of the wall, almost like a tattoo. Um, you think kind of like a tattoo on a wall. So even though they painted it over, they were able to restore it because it was literally like part of the wall. Um, so with this one, I don't know. Um, this one, actually, the film panels were um, put installed at a certain height, and so the mural was above the ceiling panel. Oh. Completely, not completely, but more looking like down. Okay. So they oh. just took the panel down. Oh, okay. So it was, okay, interesting. That's, that's how it was covered over. Okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jane Reichert, also a local historian of yeah. her own right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very proud of it, and they'll let you see it. You just ask. Yeah. I am very bummed. I don't know why these so are pixelated. All right, just go to the next one. Forget that. Okay. All right, this looks good. Okay, moving forward, we're going to skip over the 1950s entirely. Uh, sorry. Uh, so we're moving here into the 1960s. So this is another, I think, interesting story or era of um, Florence history that kind of mixes some some kind of tragic elements with some more positive and, and you know good elements. So Norton Simon, uh, he was the owner of Hunt Foods here in Fullerton, so he was kind of a wealthy um, you know business owner. He built um, what's now the, it's now Grace Ministries Church, kind of over on Brookhurst. And also he built a donate to the city, the Hunt Branch Library, which Jane Reifer has been instrumental in saving and protecting from being, uh, losing it. So yeah, I'll give you a few shout outs throughout the presentation. Um, so Norton Simon, uh, for anyone who's visited the Norton Simon Museum in Pasadena, was a major art collector, right? So the Norton Simon Museum in Pasadena is an amazing, Museum that basically houses his collection. He's kind of like a, kind of like a Gandhi, right? He, was, he had a lot of money. He just collected a bunch of art. And so, um, prior to him moving his art, you know, treasures to Pasadena, he would actually display them 
uh, on the grounds of the Hunt Branch Library and also uh, in the, uh, the corporate offices of uh, what's well, not various ministries, but it was the Hunt corporate offices. And so here we have, this is, those of you who know the Hunt Branch Library will recognize, you know, this building still exists and it's being um, kind of renovated and preserved and it's going to hopefully be an art center, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for now. <laughs> but as you can see here, so there's like road dance sculptures, right, you know, uh, right, right outside the, these were, these pictures were from the early 60s. Uh, and then these are, I think it's Giacometti. Okay. Uh, yeah, Giacometti, another famous uh, sculptor. Uh, next slide. Oh, this is the Hunt Library today. That's me and my mic. Okay, thanks. Okay, <laughs> um, oh gosh, okay, yeah, so, well, sorry about the pixel. Oh gosh, I don't know. Anyway, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna not address the pixelation problem. Okay. okay. Yeah. So this is a photo from inside um, the Hunt Library when you, uh, Jane, and Matt Leslie and, other, and some other folks were undertaking a campaign. Audrey Walter, I think you're in that. Yeah, that's Walter. Yeah. Uh, but when they were, because um, the city was thinking about selling it to Grace Ministries, right, to the church. And so there was a big community effort to um, to save it as, as, a, as a city, you know, library, kind of as a treasure. And so um, this was from an event that they did inside the hunt to kind of generate support, especially from the library board trustees. I mean, that was that meeting. Some of those, actually, is that Dave? Dave? You might be in there too, Dave. Um, oh, okay, it's good, but whatever. All right, so then, uh, so Norton Simon, here's some old photographs from old newspapers showing some of the works from Norton Simon's art collection that he had on display. So you can see, um, Raphael, I'm not sure, that's a Picasso, um, I don't know, just like, you know, master of uh, artworks. And connected to this, and this is going to be kind of a through line, I think, kind of moving along throughout history, is that also in the 1960s, uh, those of you who have lived in Fullerton for a while will remember that Fullerton had um, an annual kind of arts and culture event called A Night in Fullerton, where they would have different venues, art venues throughout town, and um, People would actually like take buses. So you take a bus from like Cal State, see stuff there, take a bus to Fuller College, take a bus to the Bucket Hall or um, over to the Hunt Branch Library. And the night Fullerton was actually started by, uh, among other people, this woman whose her name is Florence Arnold. She's a very important person in kind of Fullerton's art history, not only as an artist, but as someone who was really an advocate for kind of bringing and cultivating an arts community here in the city. And so she started, along with a couple other people, uh, a night in Fullerton back in the 60s, and part of it was um, to prove to Norton Simon that Fullerton was an art community because there was word that Norton Simon wanted to actually have his full-on art museum here in Fullerton. Uh, it's unclear if it would have been the Hunt Library itself or an additional building, I'm not sure. It's exactly. where the Duff Park is now. Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, Norman Simon lived here in Florida, his business was here, he wanted to have his art museum here where he lived. And so, um, you know, so a long time, some of these uh, artists, uh, women, including Florence Arnold, who um, enlists the help of Dorian Hunter, who said she's, she's, some of you might remember Dorian Hunter. Um, she was, uh, she owned a, a gallery, and she had an interior design business, a big advocate of arts in Florida as well, and then also uh, Marjorie Kerr, who's not here, she's sadly on vacation, but Marjorie Kerr, this was actually one of Marjorie Kerr's um, artworks, she was a local artist, 
Um, so I, I asked her if I could have this on display as sort of like a, a real piece, not just a digital thing. No pixels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see it, it's clear, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Marjorie Kerr, Dorian Hunter, Florence Art, all some other folks that gathered and organized this thing called the Night Floor thing in the early 60s. Bloody Marys. We'll get to that. They're part of this. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Okay, next slide. Yeah, okay, so here, this is an example. So Florence Arnold is actually a pretty, like, uh, became a fairly well-known artist. This is uh, one of her pieces, the style that was kind of so called like hard edge painting. It was sort of this very kind of geometric. Um, and Marjorie actually uh, was going to, she has a Florence Arnold, and uh, she brought it when she brought this, but she didn't want to just leave it here because it's like very priceless. So I, anyway, but that said, there's an art exhibit at the Florida Museum Center coming in June that I think will have some Florence Arnold pieces on display, so it's kind of cool. Okay, thanks. Okay, so they start this thing called a night in Fullerton, and those of you who are involved in the, uh, the art walk, you know, kind of moving way ahead in the future, will, when I was looking at these old flyers from a night in Fullerton, it reminded me of like, kind of what we were trying to do with the art walk, which is like you'd have a map of different venues that people could go, and they could, you know, for us, we were pretty much just kind of town-centric, but for a night in Fullerton, it would be kind of city-wide, like I said, people would take buses to different venues, and so in the local history room of the library, they have a whole box full of like flyers and posters and photos and kind of just ephemera from the whole history of Night Fullerton. So it's going to have a lot of Night Fullerton stuff in here because I feel like it kind of tells the story because as you see over time, different galleries and venues will pop up and then go away and pop up. And so kind of it's uh, sort of a chronicle of that evolution. So, and again, here, here's uh, the Rodin, some, some kids in the 60s enjoying the. Documentary sculptures in the Hunt Ranch. This, oh, I'm glad this isn't too pixelated. Like, this play blew my mind when I found this in the, the library. Um, so, this is like a list of artworks on display in the Hunt Ranch Library in 1964. So, you got you know, Picasso, Goya, Cezanne, um, Rubens, uh, Delacroix. I mean, it's just like just masters, you know, of, uh, of art. So, I think the, I mean, I'm kind of spoiler alert, but Obviously, the Hunt Ranch, the uh, Northside Museum, didn't end up in Fullerton. So when I think about that, and kind of what could have been, I mean, imagine if the Hunt, if the Northside Museum was where it is, was there now. I feel like that whole area would probably be just transformed. I think. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, yeah. So then, so obviously, the Hunt Ranch Library would become one of the sites where people could go and check out art on the night in Fullerton. Here's some photos from. I think one of the first nights in Fullerton. Um, again, you know, there's people enjoying the sculptures and the artwork. Um, sorry, I got a little obsessed with scanning like all of the flyers from the night in for each year, so we can just kind of zoom past some of these. Uh, but pretty cool designs. I don't know, like that, that, that like neat sort of graphic design, 1966. Um, okay, so here's a little. Uh, Here's where things get dicey. Uh, it's kind of like, again, I talked to Marjorie Kerr about this, who was around kind of like when when uh, when it happened. She she doesn't kind of like with the mural, like nobody gives me a definitive answer. Nobody has a definitive answer. Like, okay, so why did they paint up the mural? I think I know. Why did the Northern Simon Museum die? But Fullerton, from Marjorie, and from what I was able to determine kind of from some news clippings, is that there was conflict between Northern Simon and the city council. And 
uh, you know, what else is new, right? <laughs> um, and so they, uh, part of it was, I don't know if it was for a specific exhibit, but the city council didn't want to pay for like security guards or something for this, so I don't know. This is not anything super definitive, but <clears throat> there was conflict that ultimately led to him taking his museum elsewhere. Next one. Okay, that's story in Hunter in the 60s. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so here she is with some of the some of the women organizing at Lady Fullerton. Uh, again, just really cool like graphic design I think, on, on the posters and flyers that they did for um, this very 60s uh, kind of style. And um, yeah, so here's some photos from different events from I think this is 67 maybe or so. Um, so that's from the Hunt Library. These are some dancers. I'm not sure where. Might have been, well, I don't know if Lois Ellen is that old, if it's been around that long, but maybe. Um, anyway, just some photos. Keep going. Okay. And this was, uh, I didn't know there was a newspaper called The Independent, but it was a news clipping in there, and Gala Night and Fullerton. It was a big deal, 1967. So they would have, uh, you know, art, uh, music in different venues, um, dancers. This is another. Um, Sculpture in the front. 68. Cool flyers again. All right. Um, more from kind of news clippings. Um, Dorian Hunter again. So she had a gallery called Dorian Hunter Gallery. And um, so this is an art show I think that she had in 68, her gallery. Meanwhile, things are not going well with City Council. Uh, another news clipping from 68 Communication Gap Flakes proposed Simon Art Museum. I'm not going to read over the whole thing, but there seems to be things are breaking down um, in talks with city council about this. 69, keep going. Oh, yes, this is another yeah, Lorraine Hunter Gallery. So, this is a, just a cool poster from an art show. It's a very 60s and the art exhibit that she had was like a light show. These are the guys that were doing the light show. <laughs> uh, also, the Muckenthaler. So, okay, I must apologize because. There are certain things that I've researched kind of a lot, and there's other things that I've researched less. So the Muckenthaler is a thing that I've not researched a ton on. Um, as, sorry. <laughs> uh, as well as the Fullerton Museum Center, so I apologize that I'm not going to go super in-depth on those. But I did want to, of course, give them a shout out. They're very important things. So here's some photos from uh, Muckenthaler uh, on the night in Fullerton in 19. 68. But a little bit about the Muckenthaler that I know. So it was built by um, Walter and Bella Muckenthaler in 1924. It's you know it's kind of a mansion, it is a mansion, and it was dedicated to the city in 1965 uh, as like a cultural center. Um, and I just took this I think off their website. <laughs> they offer you know your art art exhibits, concerts, programming, special events. They're, they still exist and they do a lot of really cool stuff today. Blobs. Okay. Um, they also have a, kind of recently a sculpture garden on the ground, so there's some new, this is pretty recent new sculptures. Uh, also, they, I don't know if they still do because of COVID, but they used to do like an auto show, uh, an annual kind of car show that was like pretty cool. Yeah. And classes, you know, they do art classes. This is more obviously contemporary, not good. I don't have the, the deep history on the book. Sorry, it's kind of more night and fuller type obsessed, but. Um, okay, so going back in time a little bit, just some news articles. I don't know, just showing kind of that it was a, a big 
a big, a big to do. Thanks. Okay, and then in, let's see, 1970, yeah, Norton Simon takes his treasures elsewhere. So 1969 was the last year that Norton Simon displayed his artworks in the Unbranch Library. Um, he taken the hint, like, I don't know, there's some problem, some communication gap. I don't have the whole story, and not, not even Marjorie does, it was like around then. But uh, he got a, an offer to uh, to buy the, this museum in Pasadena, and he sort of, it became the North Side Museum in Pasadena. It's much bigger. It is. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe it was just the size, I don't know, but yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so then I think the, the North Side of Pasadena would open in 72. Of course, the city would still retain the Unbranch Library. They would still have our shows there, but they just would be minus the Rodans and Picassos yeah. and all that. <laughs> uh, 1970, there was no uh, Night at Fullerton, strangely, as well. So, um, uh, next. Um, this, was, this, was like, this was just like in the, in the files, and I don't really have too much to say about this. It was like, I was trying to think, like, why would this like, news article be included in here? It kind of has to do with how this guy from the Chamber of Commerce was related to a night in Fullerton. Doesn't say if he had something to do with it being canceled, but um, anyway, I'm sorry, I don't have <laughs> the whole story there. But, uh, but also, kind of sadly, 1969 was the last year of the Dorian Hunter Gallery. Now, she would move and she would have a her interior design studio still, like, she was still involved in a night in Fullerton, but I don't know, I feel like 1969 is like the year that the good things died. Um, but not totally. Okay. Um, okay, and then the Fullerton Museum Center, a little bit of history on that. So initially it was the site of a, a Carnegie Library. I don't know if you guys, was a, that was a thing in kind of the early 20th century. Andrew Carnegie would like go to libraries in cities. Um, that was in 1907. Then it was replaced, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong, uh, James Duggan, I believe it was destroyed and then replaced by the, the WPA building that it stands there now, which was built in 1940 and 41. Then, then, so that was basically the site of our city library for about 30 years, and then the library in the 71 moved to its current location, and the Florida Museum Center um, Association was founded and a gal uh, the space was called Muse 9 in 1974. Their first exhibit was uh, Bones from the Librarian Carpets. And then uh, in 85, the museum went under major renovations and then took its current name of the Fullerton Museum Center. Um, again, I got more research that I need to do on that. Oh, there's Adrian, it's the current thing. It's our podcast crew uh, from The Observer, that's Elvia, she's the current uh, museum center director and also Connected to all of this is their next show on June 3rd is called Fullerton Art Town, and it's going to be all Fullerton artists. And I'm actually working with Elvia on two parts of the exhibit. One is going to include uh, an area that represents the Nagoski Arts Colony, which was in existence for about eight years. And then uh, also an art timeline, like a timeline of like art history in Fullerton. So I'm kind of helping on those two parts of that. Exhibit, and uh, I think some of you have worked there. I know Sharon has some work that, that you submitted that's going to be, I believe, in the exhibit. Uh, Marjorie Kerr has a piece or two. Some other people might, I don't know, might have submitted. So that's going to, I think I'm excited for that show because it's going to like kind of bring a lot of people together. Okay, next. Can I share a fun fact about the library? The walls are three feet thick, hiding the bookshelves 
which were there, really? and they're apparently ex extremely elegant, and they just couldn't bear throwing them away, and, and it would be a lot of work trying to find a home for them, so they just pushed them against it and moved them all out. So they're still there behind the walls? That's cool. Gosh. Um, these are some more recent exhibits at the museum center. They've just done, they've done a really good job. I think they they, they won like best best museum um, not too long ago. Uh, and so this was an exhibit about kind of Native American art. This is their current exhibit that's up until next week. I think it's on uh, Jose Guadalupe Posada. He's the Mexican printmaker. Um, so it's a great show. And, and I was there just today, and I learned that that this exhibit has earned more money, walk-in trade, than any in the last five years. That's amazing. Well, they sure need it, right? They've yeah. been struggling you know, the last couple of years in terms of city funding and the pandemic. So yeah, support the museum. Become a member if you're not already. So I pitch. A couple other these Again, this is kind of more recent stuff. I need to do more research on the, the Florida Museum Center in terms of its history. But just in terms of our own coverage and the Observer, this was a, an exhibit that was, uh, I guess, maybe a year or two maybe a couple years ago, of uh, just a mural show. So they paint, like, artists painted like full-scale murals. It's kind of sad that they had to paint them over at the end of the show, but uh, it was impressive. They did a hit, really cool hip-hop show, kind of hip-hop themed show. Um, this was a couple years ago. Okay, back in the, the time machine, 1971. <clears throat> just cool graphic design, I don't know. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love this one, 72. Uh, yeah. And then this one had a quote from Florence Arnold. Maybe I'll just read the, uh, the first part. A dream may be transcendent and lovely and so fragile that a puff blows it away. But though, but thought can bring it into focus where the idea crystallizes and grows. Then comes the sharing, the plan, the purpose. Hundreds join together to bring the dream to fruition and the dream becomes a reality. I'm just kind of talking about, you know, I mean, how my experience of trying to be part of an art community and kind of to foster that. It really you know, does take a lot of people coming together with kind of like a shared purpose. It doesn't just kind of happen on its own. Um, so I felt like a kindred, though I never met the woman, I kind of felt a kindred this with her and tried to organize her art stuff. So, um, cool flyers, 73, 74. Way too much night fuller to flyers, sorry, 25. No, I love it. <laughs> Um, this was, uh, okay, so Dorian Hunter Interiors, so she still had art ex had exhibits, even though it wasn't technically called Dorian Hunter Gallery. Uh, I think she did a film, a film night for that one. Was it on Harvard? It was on, was it? Chapman? Chapman and uh, Princeton Circle East. Yeah. Princeton, uh, Princeton North right there, yeah. Kind of right by the Florida <laughs> College, right here in Florida College. Yeah, yeah. Just, past the, just past Berkeley. Yeah. You remember she did that event, Jesse, where we ended up with a sign. Yeah, well, so a lot of this Night in Fullerton stuff was part of the, from that event because I, I, I put this together. I had an event at uh, Dorian Hunter's when she was kind of selling her, she was selling her um, studio for her interior design business. And I kind of collaborated and worked with her. We did kind of this joint event trying to bring together sort of like kind of the older generation of like kind of art scene and sort of the newer generation we of art scene. We were trying to take this little sign out of the front yard, I remember. We did. Yeah, we got the sign. Yeah, we had the sign at the colony, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, okay, so a couple of interesting things here. So, like I was saying, uh, well, one thing that's kind of uh, interesting about the these flyers is that they get a little into into like galleries and things that existed that you know maybe have come and gone. Um, so, yeah, design block. Um, I guess that was oh, that was Dorian Hunter. Um, and then the Villa del Sol, that's still here, but they would be part of the Knight in Fullerton. Uh, Malden Gallery, that doesn't exist anymore, but there's a gallery called Malden Gallery. Common Ground, a little bit more about that in a minute, actually. Next slide. Oh, no, I got it, but uh, in a minute. Uh, yeah, this is from Dorian Hunter. Um, yeah, I befriended her kind of, you know, um, through the, uh, the Fullerton Art Walk, and I ended up kind of going over to her house a number of times, and she would show me, like, some of the stuff I got from the library and some of it I got from Dorian, kind of she would like scan some of her old, like, uh, you know, flyers for art, art shows and stuff like that. Um, this is another, this is at Cal State Fullerton. This, they did a big, like, inflatable art show. It's kind of fun. Kids liked it. Uh, next one. Oh, then I found this in there. I'm not going to read over all of these, but I thought it was kind of interesting, like, purposes of a night in Fullerton. Again, I felt like, a kindredness to this, and because I was involved in helping to start the art walk back in 2010, um, and we had similar goals. Um, uh, I don't know, like, since the people of Florida are never any search to widen their artistic and cultural horizons, and I feel like that's one of the things about art and having kind of an art community is that it allows people to see other, how other people see the world. From different, from diverse perspectives, and I think it just fosters like a curiosity and a empathy among people. So. Okay, this is uh, so Marjorie Kerr painted this. Uh, this you might recognize this building. This is the, I think it's the, the Williams. Is it Williams Insurance or? Yeah, it's Williams Insurance. Yeah, or I don't know. It's an old uh, Art Deco building, kind of across from the Fox Theater, but it used to be a gallery called Common Ground, and. Uh, yeah, so Marjorie Kerr did the design on the side, and it's also one of the, just architecturally, even though it's a small building, it's one of the few examples of art deco or architecture in Fullerton, built in 1946. Oh, uh, oh too pixelated, too bad, but that's a photo of the Common Ground uh, Gallery back in the day. More flyers, 77, 78. And then 78 was, or actually, it might have been 76 or 78, I could be wrong. But uh, in terms of public art, so Fullerton got this sculpture uh, called Flight by an artist named Aldo Casanova. It's like it's outside the library now. Um, and it was, um, they had an exhibit in the library that was of his sculptures. He was kind of a well known sculptor. Jim? I was going to say that. It was called flight, and it was supposed to signify like the, the aviation, the, you know, the trajectory of an airplane. More like a crash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh yeah. Then uh, other public art. I, I need to do a little more, you know, more research on this. Like I said, this is inherently incomplete. But 
the Levin murals, uh, these are painted mostly in 1978, and they're on the Levin underpass. Kind of the famous one is this car, the kind of lowrider car, it says the town I live in above it. There's, there's other ones, there's like a version of Guadalupe, and other kind of cool murals that are kind of in disrepair, and actually, by the way, another little plug, um, council member Ahmad Zara has been, we got an effort to raise funds to restore the Levin murals, so, um, but it's, I don't know, I was checking on the fundraising thing, and I think there's only like, there's not a lot of money donated yet, so uh, anyway, check. And the interesting thing is, he's actually trying to get the family to do the mural. The descendants of the original artist, um, that's one of the challenges right now, that's one of the people he's trying to get. Okay. I just had a conversation with him. Okay, yeah. And, uh, well, I thought it was a big deal. Enrique Vasquez is a very famous, like, uh, orange kind of mural. But actually, I think they were actually painted by like a youth art program. But Emikio restored them. Emikio helped to restore them like in the 90s, I think. But anyway, but Emikio's son, Hickey, who's also an artist, he's been involved in the restoration, I think, as well. But anyway, check out the latest issue of the Florida Observer on the front page. You can see that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, more 11 examples of 11 murals, Virgin of Guadalupe, which was recently. Uh, totally defaced, like someone spray painted. I don't know if they fixed that yet. Uh, no, I don't think they do because they're waiting to do a lot with um, the funding and everything. Okay. And they're waiting to do it the right way because someone said just go in there and just take all the paint off. Yeah. The normal answer is to do that. Uh, yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah, because you'd, you'd ruin the underlying. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they put a little bit of epoxy just to prevent that. Uh, it's not really good. Well, I think they were painted in different... Yeah. I think they were painted in different stages. This is another, um, this is actually, what is the school there? Uh, Maple, right? Maple School? Yeah. So this is facing like the field and Maple Schools. You can't see these ones from the street, but these are other ones that are part of that. So it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously kind of reflecting sort of the, you know, like sort of Mexican, like Latino history of Fullerton in that neighborhood. Uh, next. 79. There's another one down there that has been restored. Uh, oh, you're right. I didn't even mention it. Niños del Mundo, the one kind of on the way to the movie theater or Costco. Um, all right, so here in uh, 1980, Florence Arnold turns 80. Uh, so they had, a, I guess, a celebration for her uh, birthday, but also on the night in Fullerton. They got a little lazy in the graphic design in the early 80s. Uh, <laughs> I like that, though. Very simplistic. It's fine, but the, you know, it goes the same for a long time. Okay, that way next. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They kind of just, they found a template and it's kind of stuck with that. Uh, here's another gallery that, uh, called, called Edge Gallery, or Watermark Printmaking. I know Marjorie um, did work out of their own printmaking and stuff. This was on... 212 North Harbor, so that existed for a while, I guess. Now, more flyers, uh, exhibits at the library, and um, yeah, Marjorie Kerr, uh, and the James Marjorie Kerr, and next slide, Martha Bartholomew, Mildred Cusell, Marjorie Kerr, and a couple other women formed, next slide, Oh no, it's pixelated! It's mysterious. Yes, well, they're in the, 
in Lego, in Lego form are the, <laughs> the bloody, okay, so these women formed like an artist uh, kind of collective or group called the Bloody Marys, and they would uh, meet, and um, so it was, let's see, Mildred, go back, or next one. Uh, Mildred Cousel, uh, Marjorie Kerr, Vic Omar, and Virginia Spencer, and Martha Bartholomew, and there might have been a few other women as well who formed this group, and they would like meet and hang out and like drink Bloody Marys and uh, talk about art and then, like share their art and like sometimes show their work together. We actually had an exhibit of the Bloody Marys at Hamilton Gallery, which is a gallery that I had founded. This was in the, I think it was around 2012 or 13. I met Marjorie again through the art walk. She came in one day and showed me some of her work, and then she started telling me about the Bloody Marys, and I was like, that's badass. Like, so yeah. we, have to show, we have to show the Bloody Marys. So. Uh, all right, back in Time Machine, 1985, this is a, a better design, kind of showing the, I think, uh, you might remember, I don't know, Walter and other people, like, they used to do the skylights, right? Would they do the skylights on the night in Fullerton, the sort of, a, sort of iconic thing. Um, another gallery, Designs Recycled Gallery, uh, this was on, on Harbor, yeah. So another, yeah, then 86. This was the year I moved to Fullerton from Wisconsin, uh, and I didn't really know anything about any of this at that time. But yeah, so a night in Fullerton, another gallery called Gallery 57. Um, I can't read that, but there was a gallery called Gallery 57. Next slide, another gallery called Eileen Crenton Gallery. I don't know if anybody remembers uh, any of these. This was over. a night in Fullerton. It says save a night in Fullerton. This is from, I guess, like the mid-80s, so perhaps at that time they were, they were struggling. I guess that's implied by save a night in Fullerton. Um, but they're 23 years. All right, night. Yeah, go ahead. Next slide. 88. Um, next slide. Uh, yeah, 88, just, you know, news clippings. Oh, Observer, why are you pixelated? Uh, this was the 25th anniversary of Nine Fullerton in 1989. Next slide. Uh, yeah, I guess they would, at least this one suggests that they would, would they close off the uh, harbor yeah. for it? Yeah. Or, yeah. So, yeah. Um, imagine if we could do that again. You know? I was like, bring back. Uh, it was actually a really cool thing because yeah. you could just go from, you could get on the bus and go around and different places where you could drive to places or walk over there. Yeah. A lot of the neighborhoods were shut down too. Their streets, like Brookdale especially, shut down their street and have a whole series of things happening all over the Yeah. Let's bring it back. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, next slide. Oh, got it. Next slide. Oh, yeah, I just wanted, I, I feel like I, I would be remiss if I didn't give it. Oh, actually, go back to the pixelated one, even though it's pixelated. This is very pixelated, but I'll just, it says Angel of the Arts. This is a photograph of Laura Lynn Eschner, who started. Yeah. 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 Ye
we started all the arts for all the kids, which is a great nonprofit here in town that does arts programs in schools. And I think it was probably formed because they were, I imagine, they were cutting arts programs, and so it was a way to kind of. And it still exists today. And actually, they're having a fundraiser. Yeah, actually, this would be a good time to mention that we're actually doing a fundraiser for all the arts for all the kids. Um, a friend of mine provides me with the plywood blocks. We had done those for other shows. If anybody remembers the other shows, we've done those. And uh, we pass those out to artists. And so they're actually due. If you did want to do one and you could do it quickly, let me know because I can still get it in there. But um, You're looking at me. I think I said I was going to do one. I, did, but I, didn't, I didn't expect you to get one done. Okay. Uh, but the event will be next um, Friday. Friday. Yes, next Friday at the uh, Casa Bonita, which is that little event center near... Um, Wilshire and Walden. Wilshire and Walden, yeah. It's a little uh, event center. It's kind of their replacement for the pin auction at this point in time. Um, and each block is created by the artist. The artist then donates the block back, and they'll go on to a silent auction type of form. We did this show where they priced them two years ago at like $100 a piece, and in four hours' time, we sold $10,000 worth of blocks. I mean, wow. the event goes well. But now we're doing it where they're doing it with um, silent auctions. I did over 250 blocks for them that I donated to them, so we're hoping, and I still have more blocks if anybody wants to do one. Where can people pick up the blocks? Um, I will, uh, are you on Facebook? Okay, um, I will leave my number at the end of this so that um, you can get, I can get a block, but again, the event's next Saturday, so if we could, next Friday. Friday, so if you could get them, you know, in the next few days, it would be fantastic. Six by six. The blocks are uh, inch and a quarter thick plywood, birch plywood blocks. Um, very nice blocks. So if you want to do one, hit me up and I'll, I'll get you a block. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry, so to, sorry to sideline. No, that wasn't. I fact. think that's a good segue. Perfect. There, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Next slide. So, yeah, so some things that they've done in the past, and some of these, these hearts still exist around downtown Fullerton, but um, these are, they did these fiberglass hearts uh, that were done by local artists. and. Uh, I think, yeah, we did a couple, maybe one or two shows at, at Hilton that was partnering with all the arts as well. I just kind of fundraising. And then, sadly, in 1994, Florence Arnold passed away. Um, so they did a kind of a remembrance of her and a Flossieism. Do your best, angels can do no more. Um, okay, that's it. 95 to 97, there were no flyers at the library. Uh, um, in 95 and 96. I'm not sure if an color didn't happen those years. The next flyer is a cheesy, sorry, critical of the design here. A cheesy trifold from 97. And things seem to have changed. Costco is a major sponsor, and ironically, the flyer looks really cheap. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, sorry, to the graphic designer. Uh, 98, let's see. A little better design, I guess. Okay. 99. Uh, by 99, it had been taken over by the, the city, Department of Community Services. Which, which made it subject to budget approval. So in 10 years, it would be. Somebody mailed that one in. would be gone. Yeah, it looks a little bumped in. Okay, something more positive. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, th I think it was around the year 2000 or so that, um, that Florencio Blancal opened his store uh, downtown called Blancal Popular Art, and uh, it's still there. They were recent. He was recently kind of being sort of threatened with eviction, you know, to, with the landlord, in which he did some coverage on that in the paper that hopefully had a little bit of an impact, but he's still there. And not only does he make beautiful furniture, but he also sells like folk art from Mexico. And he also shows work by local artists. He was, a, he was a real stalwart. And every time I, he was part of the art walk, and every time I see him, he's like, "What's going on with the art walk?" Like he never, he'll never let me uh, let it let him die. He actually is having his own little art walking kind of thing. A family gets together every year, Collected several different artists on Sundays, but you have to find out from him when he's going to have it. Okay. Well, I was talking to some other folks tonight, Tanya and Tim, about you know trying to get together a, a group, a community of people to. I mean, the way that the art walk started, just similar to how the night at Fullerton started, was people getting together and organizing and trying to make it happen. So I think maybe the time is right to try to bring back something like that, whether it's art walk, whether it's annual or quarterly, I don't know what it would be, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, so we'll see, let's bring it back, okay. Oh, oh, okay, well, you can hardly see this, but this, I don't know if any of you remember the sheep down there. <laughs> I was like going through old observer files, sorry, it's pixelated, but they did, a, I think it was actually a chamber of commerce thing, they did like these, these artists that created sheep around downtown Fullerton. And, uh, it was before the arts were even around. Yeah, it was, this was like 2001. I think it was actually part of all the arts. Emily, if you look on uh, Catherine's roof of her house, if you look on the roof of Catherine's house, there's a sheep still there. Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, these are some pixelated sheep. Um, but uh, yeah, they were kind of all over downtown. And it was actually a reference to um, Bassencheries, right? So the Bassencheri family was one of the first kind of sheep, they were shepherds, sheep herders uh, in Fullerton, Bassencheri Ranch, Bassencheri Road, um, Bassencheri Water, remember that one today? Uh, anyway, okay, now we're into 2006. Um, yeah, I got some good coverage. Uh, looks like in, oh, that was the register or something. Next. More events, so it looks like things are still kind of going okay. Um, different venues. We have Fordham College, Library, Fox. Having said the Fox. Next slide. Uh, yeah, and this is 2008, and uh, that was actually the year, so. Uh, that some friends and I started uh, Hamilton Gallery in 2008. You can still, yeah, they, we took, yeah, the, the old uh, epoxy is still up. So it was right next to Mulberry Street downtown. So uh, next. Uh, oh yeah, okay, so this is another one that I give short shrift to. I apologize. There's, uh, it was kind of focusing more on visual arts. I didn't do a lot in the box. I'm sorry. that You should give that presentation to Jane because Jane was involved in saving the box initially. So amazing. Yes. Um, but yeah, I guess they were open and, you know, they're still kind of working on it. It's being renovated. That's the whole story. I guess in terms from a visual art perspective, there are there were murals that were in there. They were like painted over. Or are they not painted? Oh. There's been water damage, extensive water damage on one side. Okay. 
So I'm sorry that I don't have more, more in my presentation about the box, but yeah, nice. Oh yeah, so this is Hamilton, yeah. <laughs> it's me and RJ. <laughs> okay, uh, next slide. I just tried to show some photos. So obviously I have stuff on this because I was like involved in this, so I, I know this is. Yeah, so we opened in 2008. It was like six of us, six friends, and uh, a dream. It was, yeah, we were all just kind of like, none of us could afford the rent for the space individually, so the, the idea was we just like, well, if we if there's six of us, it was like fifteen hundred a month, so it's like what two fifty each. Like, we could maybe do that. Like, you know, so we pulled our money and resources and opened this gallery, and this was from our, I think, our first first show, I think. And we actually made money on our first show, and that uh, gave us the false impression that it would be uh, financially <laughs> successful. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just a little little. Uh, so we had just some highlight shows that we had. So one of them was uh, Kelly Simone Waits, who's the daughter of uh, singer Tom Waits. So Tom Waits like showed up. That's him in the gallery. Uh, okay. No, this was like about a year in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stop the press. <laughs> I should give credit to Landon. Yeah, my <laughs> Landon was the one who, who backed, who got the Kelly Simone Waits show, and uh, Mark Mothersbaugh. This is, these are not Mark Mothersbaugh, but Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo, and Devo is also like a visual artist. And more recently, he's like film score, so like he did the soundtrack for like Thor, Ragnarok, or I don't know, like kind of like cool. Latchcook Rugs? Rugrats. Yeah, he did the Rugrats theme song. No, but he was doing Latchcook Rugs, remember he had... Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, his artwork was art on rugs. Yeah, that was like the show that we had. But here are just some fans of Devo wearing the Energy Dome hats. Devo. Okay, next slide. A couple other shows. I don't know. We said I have pictures of this because I was there, so that's why we did a Polaroid show. Um, this is actually Derek Brown. He's like a he's a poet. So we did a show with another fun connection with Hamilton was that. One of my initial roommate, we lived above Mulberry Street, and his roommate was the guitar player in the band Cold War Kids, and so we had um, an art show by some of the artists from the band, and then like their friends. So it was, and then their, their friend was this guy, Derek Brown, was a poet, so he did like a whole poetry thing. It was fun. Uh, okay, and then 2010, uh, we moved over to. Uh, to this space, which is basically right. Santa Fe, yeah, yeah, just right over, right over there, and we we joined forces with Pause Gallery, which was Brian and Christy Prince, also Violet Hour, which was Mike and Candice Margoski. There's Mike uh, right over there, um, and the idea was, you know, kind of like uh, the initial idea with Thimbleton, where it's like we can't, you know, none of us can afford this individually, but if we like pool our resources and have more people, that makes it more affordable. And so Mike graciously allowed us to move into there at like a lower a lower rent than we were paying when we were, a larger space. And, uh, and then it, it was the beginning of what became the Magoski Arts Colony, which existed for, for eight years. Um, next slide. So I have some photos just from the art colony shows. There's John Solomon, a very great artist. Um, this is from a little zine store in their book machine. Uh, next slide. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, a lot of you, you know, were there, and some of you 
artists that you know were part of the colony. Um, it was just a very special, unique thing. I don't know. It was like it was fun to be a part of, and I think everybody was in it. Like their heart was in it for the community, like kind of aspect of it, which is it's really cool. Uh, next slide. Well, Fernando was pixelated, but thanks, Fernando. Um, Bummer. Okay, next slide. Uh, yeah, I don't know, just showing some photos from different our walk shows and events. Next slide. Oh yeah, this is one where these are a lot of the colonists, some of many of whom are here today. Um, yeah, we got Mike, I've got guys Brandon, Brandon's here, Valerie's in there somewhere. Oh Baxter, oh Baxter. Postway. Oh, this dude's like Vance is right, yeah, right there. Um, funny enough, I'm not in this photo. Like, I totally forgot about the photo shoot or something, so I'm not in, in the group. But this was in OC, like the OCVP of the thing. This dude's like kind of famous now, mostly. He was like in, he took photos of Stephen Rock over at like, National Geographic and stuff. What's that? Uh, OC. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then some of the shows were were kind of at a social cause. So this is one that Valerie put together. It was about a marriage equality show, but it was kind of like around the time when the Supreme Court was deciding on um, like overturning Prop 8 and like the Doma, and so we had a show that kind of celebrated. With Baxter as well. I was in charge of laying out. This is a I was in charge of getting all the nails. And I was in charge of putting all the nails on the wall and hanging them all the way. Yeah. Yeah. It, takes, it takes a village. It takes, yeah, it takes a village. But yeah, that was, that was a really special show, I think. And, you know, it sort of like softened what, was, what could be a politically charged issue. And the members just trying to make it like accessible for even the families who come in and like have a conversation about marriage quality. Very cool. So, Myra did that poster. Eight years of our walks. Kind of sad because she did it as a celebratory thing, but then it turned out that we actually that was 2018 was the last year. Yeah. Um, okay. Next slide. Okay, and then going back in time a little bit, 2010. So unbeknownst to those of us who were, who were organizing it at the time. 2009 was the last year of a night in Fullerton. 2010 was like the first year of the art walk. And so I didn't even know that there was that when we were doing it. But I guess in retrospect, we were trying to maybe sort of like continue something that like what that had existed and gone away. Yeah. So we started that. It was a lot of just you know people uh, getting together, organizing, meeting, all volunteers. Uh, next slide. Pixelated, but yeah, kind of like you know, we had these maps of venues and stuff, kind of reminiscent of the night and Fullerton maps. Of course, they're more just more walkable. But um, next slide, also, uh, oh bummer. Okay, well, these are some of the venues that are kind of come and gone. Can you go back to the pixelated one? This is you can't really see real well, but that's Julie Rasmussen. She had Roadkill Cafe, and she was a real stalwart supporter of our walk. And, and then the next one is uh, Out of Vogue 
Um, so Mike Anna, who sadly passed away too young, um, but he had that shop for like 13 years, and he was also in this band in the late 70s, early 80s called Middle Class, which was like one of the first hardcore bands like ever, I think. <laughs> and uh, so kind of in the punk scene, but uh, had this amazing kind of vintage store that also had artwork and guitars and stuff. And so he was a real important supporter and part of our uh, next slide. Pixels. That was Studio EMP. That was um, just out of the way. That was Joel, Joel Moss. Yeah. Next slide. Uh, this was uh, Beatnik, the sneaker store in downtown. It's not there anymore, but they were also part of the art walk and they would have pretty cool like street art kind of shows, DJs and stuff. This is a uh, coverage in the Observer for the one year anniversary of the art walk. Next slide. Fuller. Uh, that wasn't in there. I think Brian Prince probably put that crap there. Yeah. We're not a color. Yeah, not color. Yeah. Uh, Florida News Tribune, which I don't know any good things to say about, but um, they did, uh, I guess, have some coverage of our walks, I was saying. Um, a couple other venues. This is Vino Nostra. They were, you know, the wine shop, which is sadly not there anymore, but they were part of our walk. Um, this is... Oh, Josephine Joan. Yeah, this is kind of moving a little bit more forward in time. But this is uh, Valerie's gallery, Josephine Joan, which was on the common wall. And you're still doing art classes there, yeah. Now, right? Yeah. yeah. But Leanna and I were not ready for that kind of right now. Yeah, yeah. But we think about it. Yeah, yeah. Then we remember how to do it. It's a little work, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when you're ready. Yeah. Okay, next. Uh, oh, Pixel, it's so sad. This was the, I think, third anniversary of the art work. So we actually had an event at the, um, at the so I think with, starting with the second or third year of the art walk, we would do annual events at the Museum Plaza, where you guys probably remember because you were something you're part of it. There would be booths and bands, and it was kind of almost like the farmer's market, except but just for art. Um, and actually, the next one. Uh, Okay, now some more recent murals. Now, this is like not, this is some kind of corporate thing, but I was like, there's this trail that I like to walk on. It's kind of industrial that I noticed this mural went up uh, like in the last, I think it's on the uh, the controversial Amplify. I think it's on the back of Amplify. Um, you can, well, what's funny is you can only really see it from the train or if you're walking down the trail that you're not supposed to walk down, which I often do. Um, it's like, well, Highlands, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you take uh, if you're taking like the metro lane or something in Florida, you can see it. I've been trying to get a shot of this almost since it's been there, and they've always got trains blocked up tracks in front of it. Well, I'll I'll take you my secret way. I know I the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and this one, this is Catherine England. This was I don't even know what year this was done, but I just wanted to give it a shout out as like a cool Catherine England is like a mosaic artist and has done some public art, works with all the arts. So this is a Fender tribute mural that's right over there. Next to, no, yeah, kind of by Florence, yeah, by Montel. By JP23 in Florence here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next. 
Well, this was, they, the city did this, which I thought was kind of cool. They did this uh, project where they had artists paint electrical boxes. So there's all different ones. Emily, you have one on uh, I do. Harbor uh, and there you go. Yeah, the yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, next slide. Oh, just just a picture of the box theater. I just didn't want to leave it out. But I don't have much about it in terms of art. Maybe that'll be another presentation. The beautiful box theater. And then I, I, again, a couple other galleries in town that I like. I haven't researched much. But I didn't want to not mention. So. Florida College has an amazing art gallery. I think they have a student art show that's either up right now or coming up soon. So that's that's one thing I wanted to mention is Fullerton College, the, the artists and residents that they have at Fullerton College have been phenomenal. I mean the, yeah. the amount of uh, they, they have their very first artist and residence Wayne Tebow, who just recently passed away, who is a very, very famous artist. And if you if you ever if they ever display their permanent collection it's worth millions of dollars. I mean, they didn't even know what they had until a few years ago. The current, the current curator started going through the archives and realized what they had in storage, and millions of dollars of paintings that weren't even stored correctly. And they, they went through, and they've now since brought it, a lot of it back. And it's amazing to see what they have in there. Yeah. I want to mention something that people don't know about Fullerton. The famous um, uh, uh, ceramic artist uh, Revolution. If you go into ceramics. He started at Fullerton College. Remember, mm -hmm. Fullerton Junior College it was just separating from high school early on. Okay. And um, he started here, and then he went up to Los Angeles, and then he got well known. Oh, he started here. Fullerton College's art program is fantastic. Yeah. 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 I agree. What's the name, Lynn? Lucas, L-U-K-E-N-S. I think ever since, the thing about that artist, maybe we're going to call it. About Yeah. I'll have to go Okay, and then the other one was uh, okay, the Begovich Gallery, also at Cal State Fullerton. They have amazing, you know, kind of top shelf shows. Uh, again, I'm giving them short trip to my presentation because I haven't researched that much, but I wanted to give them a mention because they're part of Fullerton Art as well. And, and that's the end of my presentation. <laughs> So I 